Listener Production. Technology stocks surge higher on Wall Street overnight. An Aussie share set to open slightly lower on Friday with Invercare and select Harvest shares in focus. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Friday, May 26th. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, we've navigated another fascinating week and it hasn't failed to deliver last night in terms of the various influences driving US markets. But what stands out is this fervour around artificial intelligence. AI, is it a mini bubble? Can we call it that yet? Certainly a frenzy at the moment. Mm. And what we did see last night was NVIDIA shares soared by 24% to a record high after the world's most valuable chip maker now valued at over $1 trillion US dollars. Which uh, sees it enter a very exclusive club. There's only a handful of organisations that have enjoyed valuations like this. True blue chips like Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, Saudi Aramco's in there as well. And the world's most valuable chip maker forecast quarterly revenue 50% higher than estimates and said it was ramping up supply to meet demand for its AI chips. You know, when you look back over the last couple of years, it is like history has been condensed into about five minutes. So we've had uh, an inflationary bubble, we've had a war, we've had a pandemic, uh, and now we are seeing a moment in technology history. Now, you know, if you haven't been following the AI story very closely, a buzzword that is used a lot at the moment is generative AI. And essentially, you know, to simplify it, it is where you have A, B, and C. A network of computers comes into the picture, and they can predict from that the rest of the alphabet. So Chat GPT. Things of that nature. But I suppose uh, it doesn't just extend to text. It extends to... Uh, audio, it extends to visual, it's a whole universe. And the reason that NVIDIA is so sought after for its chips, it has a a, a processor, uh, the H100 chip that is at the leading edge of being able to do this. But it was only five minutes ago where all the chip makers were uh, under pressure because there was a glut of chips being talked about in the near to medium term. So that's what I mean about history being condensed into a very short time frame at the moment. And we did see the advanced micro devices, Micron Technology and Broadcom shares all lift by up to 11%. So the supply chain, if you like, the equipment makers, they're all doing very well on the back of NVIDIA's results at the moment. So I suppose, again, I'm talking in big picture terms this morning. Perhaps it's the prospect of the weekend that's making me so whimsical. But the, <laughs> the, the thing that is important within markets is to not only understand them, but um, understand how you protect yourself against uh, different moves or different environments. So we're talking about a situation where the government might not be able to resolve its debt ceiling issues. And it has been talked about in terms of being a cataclysm. A hedge, for example, if you you had NVIDIA shares, which have doubled uh, since the beginning of the year, that's been a fairly effective hedge against those sorts of concerns at the moment. Well, that's right. Normally, people would be going into gold or US dollars, which they are, and those safe havens. But certainly, technology shares, particularly the AI ones, are considered to be a safe haven in this environment. The other thing to remember with this as well is that tech shares typically perform better when interest rates are likely to be paused or declined. Markets have been forward-thinking, thinking perhaps that a US recession is imminent and we may get some rate cuts towards the end of the year. So technology shares, which were hit hard 
by the aggressive policy tightening last year have seen a little bit of a resurgence on the back of expectations. We'll see a pause from the US Federal Reserve next month. Indeed. So making the move higher for technology stocks last night more interesting, Ryan, was that we actually saw short and long-term interest rates move substantially higher, like a two-year government bond in the United States up by almost 20 basis points. So in ordinary human language, that's a big move higher in short-term interest rates. That sort of move higher generally creates a fairly brisk headwind as far as technology stocks are concerned. And to my point, uh, if you were just sort of sitting in a few chip stocks, you wouldn't have had to bother about that situation. Well, it was largely ignored, wasn't it? Normally what you see is that the bond yields fall and technology shares react positively. But overnight, we did see a big move in those interest rates, particularly the short-term interest rates. The two-year was up 19 basis points to 4.54%. And there was a couple of reasons for that. Some of them were economic. We saw a continuation of a tight labour market, which meant there's some uncertainty about the interest rate outlook. But the other thing to note as well is yields lifted after ratings agencies Fitch and DBRS Morningstar put the US on a credit watch for a possible downgrade due to the ongoing imbroglio on US Capitol Hill relating to the debt ceiling. Yes. So these are very important issues in interest rate land. So credit rating agencies uh, have incredible influences over the, the interest rate landscape. If they predict that an organization or a country's financial situation is deteriorating, then they will signal that to the market through what we heard from uh, Fitch & Co. in the last day. They're looking closely, is what they're saying. They are looking closely, and it's all around the X date on June 1, whether the US federal government can make good on its payments or obligations for social security payments, for example, to the American people. So if we do see a downgrade or a default or anything of that magnitude, of course, that will push the US economy most likely into a recession and financial markets will be in a massive flap. <laughs> I think a flap is a technical economic term that you'll find in most uni handbooks. But again, not to harp on this, but the reason that outlook statements from rating agencies are important is because it influences what bond fund managers can and can't buy. There are rules that some you know, funds will have about, you know, you can buy this quality credit, but you can't buy that quality credit. If a rating agency comes out with that sort of statement, then bond fund managers have to alter their behaviour and you see uh, price moves that uh, make an impact more broadly. And we did see some positive news, however, on the debt ceiling last night. President Joe Biden and Republican lawmaker Kevin McCarthy were said to be edging closer to a deal with the parties just $70 billion US dollars apart on discretionary spending. Let's remember the debt ceiling is largely an ideological and philosophical difference at the moment between the Democrats and Republicans. The Republicans want less spending, which could potentially be inflationary, and the de Democrats have a program at the moment of spending. So Quite expansionary spending programs. That's right. So... At the same time, a big focus there in terms of what happens over the weekend. We've got a public holiday on Monday in the US for Memorial Day. Always interesting when you have the weekend to determine these sorts of outcomes because it'll reflect in the market's behaviour in the, the latter stage of Friday, both in Asian trade and also in uh, US and European trade. So that's worth pointing out. We have got a very important indicator to quickly alert everyone to tonight in the United States. 
at the time uh, when everything else is going on. This measure, which uh, relates to inflation, but it's a, a measure that comes from what people have earned and how they've chosen to spend those um, pay packets. This is a vital piece of information, Ryan, to fill out the picture in terms of what the US Federal Reserve will do next month when they meet on rates. Well, that's right. So we end the week with an inflation number, of course. And certainly we have seen inflation easing in terms of the annual growth rate in the United States, but it's still going to be significantly above their 2% target. And the components of that will be very important. So whether consumers are continuing to spend despite the big lift in interest rates or the curtailing spending. And we did see the GDP or economic growth number in the United States in the March quarter at 1.3% annualised, which was slightly better than expected, but it does show a moderation in economic activity. What a Friday night to end the week on. So in local terms, to be frank, uh, there's nothing much that's going to take your breath away. We have a couple of earnings numbers. I mean, Appen uh, is uh, an organisation that has fallen from grace. I wonder if they're going to benefit from anything relating to this uh, sweeping conversation about AI, because that's very much in their wheelhouse. Well, that's certainly something to look out for in their commentary today. The other one will be Invercare, and it's a funeral company, not the happiest focus on a Friday, but certainly it'll be holding its annual general meeting and could release a trading update ahead of the event, so that could have some bearing on its shares. And the other one to look out for is Select Harvest, and that's Australia's second largest almond grower. And it did warn recently that its 2023 crop volumes could be substantially lower than previous forecast at its annual general meeting less than a month ago. So we'll look out for that result um, as well. And we've spoken about the mixed fortunes coming out of the um, agricultural sector in recent days as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that all shapes up today as far as the commodity space is looking. The US dollar pushed higher overnight, so that put downward pressure on a variety of commodities, amongst them oil, which was interesting, uh, and that, as much as anything else, reflects growth prospects. So you had both the US and European benchmarks down in the order of 3%. Gold, weaker, notwithstanding the conversation around the debt ceiling. The gold price is at a one-month low. A little bit surprising at the moment, but of course, when you get a, a, a decent lift in bond yields, that typically yeah. has a bit of a pressuring effect on gold. But what was interesting last night was Russian Deputy Prime Minister Alexander Novak. He came out and played down the prospect of further OPEC plus production cuts at the meeting next week, which wouldn't have impressed the Saudis, I wouldn't have thought. Well, the Saudis were just threatening everyone a couple of days ago about, you know, if you're going to short oil, we'll punish you. Well, off you go. We did see the US oil price down by 3.4% to 71.83 on the back of that. Yeah, uh, fascinating. So it'll be interesting to see if the uh, Saudis hold true to their threat. Our podcast work for the week is at an end. I feel like we're missing out, uh, that we could happily do this on Saturday and Sunday morning, but we'll just have to wait and, uh, until Monday to be able to talk to our audience again. I'll miss you, Tom, but oh, I've got to see my family. I'll, I'll, I'll take a picture of you and um, I'll use that to get through the weekend. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we'd be tremendously grateful if you could leave a review. We're still sort of fumbling our way through this process and we'd love to hear what you think. So uh, let us know what you want to hear more of. Uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and please uh, tune into this afternoon's podcast with Stevie and Laura. We'll talk to you on Monday.
This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.